Hi, I'm Pastor Dallas Billington, Senior Pastor here at City Church, and we want to welcome you today to our services. We hope that no matter what you're facing in life, that through the message today, through God's Word, He will truly encourage your heart. Boy, it feels good in here today, huh? Right. <laughs> hey, uh, before we begin today, just appreciate all your prayers and support at this time with my family. You know, I'm used to being on the other end and, uh, you know, my brother's home going to heaven and, you know, just thinking, he, I kept thinking when I was driving here today, he was just here at church just four weeks ago, you know, and uh, we just never know. And so we look to the good Lord because the good Lord gives us hope and we always have hope no matter what situation we're in as a believer in Jesus Christ. And uh, let's pray. Father, we come to you today to know that as we conclude this series on the sufferings in this life and to know that, Lord, that when we recognize and that we realize what's going on, that you're the one that relieves us of this, not just pain, but the spiritual pain in many ways that we face in this life. Lord, I, I don't know the hundreds and hundreds of people that are watching or that'll tune in later tonight. Lord, I pray whether they're here today, whether they're listening online, Jesus, let them know that there is always hope when we see you, Jesus, in any situation in our life. Father, we'll just be careful to give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to continue this series on when we face these struggles in life and what we're going through uh, and see how the Lord equips us. You know, it, it's always one thing. Isn't it amazing anybody in your life or my life how that anybody can point a problem out to you? Well, you just need, you're doing this. But where's the solution? You know, and I, I love what we can look to in God's word because God not only tells us in his word the truth about whatever it is that's a problem or that's sin or whatever it might be, he always gives us a solution. And as we look to his word today, I want you to just keep in mind to, that how we can recognize and we can actually be relieved of this spiritual pain. Look at... Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and verse, let's just look at verse 16 for a moment. Therefore, we do not lose heart, even though our outward man or person is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. You know, Something, I, all of us have things that bother us a little bit, you know. And one of the things that, that I don't know if you ever face, that I faced, I think we all do, is that you'll run into somebody and they'll say to you this, hey, uh, you remember me? You know, and I'm like, oh, I just, I can't, that's just, we all have these pet peeves. That's a pet peeve of mine. When I, I, you know, and I love what, I love Pastor Ernie, what Pastor Ernie says when people say that to me. He says, well, you know, I, I don't even remember myself anymore at the age I'm at. And so, so, so the point is, 
And I always have tried to remember that. So you know, I, I, I don't, it's just something that gets me like that. I, I want us to know that when, when we're in a situation that we have to recognize what it is that we're dealing with. I, I think that in many ways we're always grabbing for whatever it is out there. But if you actually recognize what the situation is that you're involved in, then we can have something in our comes in our life which we know is spiritual. It helps. Let me give you an example. I always, as I'm preparing for the message, or and I, and I think people are hopefully listening. Where I'm thinking, why do people listen? I, I don't really, I don't know how people listen to what I have to say. And I think the only reason that they do is because it's the spiritual connection. In other words. You're taking as an authority what I'm saying and the Spirit is speaking in your life, whatever you're facing, and you recognize that the ultimate authority through God's Spirit is going to help you in that situation. You know, I might, you know, had a message I thought that went pretty well or whatever, and I'm driving home. And all I can remember is the guy, I won't keep this real generic, that the guy sitting in the back yawning at me uh, during the message. i never forget, I was preaching one time, and uh, it was a very, very large situation, a lot, thousands of people. And all I remember about this situation, about halfway through the message, this is what happened. Halfway through the message, this is, this is what I heard. Again, thousands of people, everything went great. This is what happened. Uh, uh, guy was yawning about three-fourths way back, Everybody's looking around. I'm thinking, man, I must be really boring today. So <laughs> I'll never forget that. What the point is, is that we need to recognize that when God is working, he's working. It's, it, recognize that it's not you. The way that we're going to get through this is to know that my spiritual life, if, I'm, if there's pain there, God takes that away through his power and his authority. As we just read there, it's amazing to me how you look back and you'll even talk to some, a young person and they'll be, out of, they'll be out of high school five years. And they'll go, man, I can't, I can't believe I've been out of high school five years. You know, and, and then you'll talk to somebody and they'll say the same thing that's been out of high school 40 years, right? And it's like, it's the same type of relationship. They're like, man, what? happen. Well, God gives us a, a truth and hope in his word. Even though our outward being is, is falling apart, and we know that as we get older, that our spiritual life recognizes this. Your spiritual life is actually getting stronger. I, that, that's an amazing passage to me. Even though our outward life, we're getting, so encourage those that, that, to, that maybe you're having a harder time walking than what you used to. And you're like, man, what happened here? To know that, to encourage you to recognize is that God's word says to alleviate this pain. No, without a doubt, you are actually getting stronger, wiser in your spiritual life. Let's continue on. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceedingly and eternal weight of glory. Why we do not look, 
God's giving us a command here what we should do. We recognize what we're supposed to do. Why we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. For we know that if our earthly house, this is body that we live in, this tent is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. What, what helps you in, the, in this life? What helps us more than anything else to know in this life as we go through? Because every one of you have experienced pain, you've experienced doubt, and you've experienced uncertainty when it comes to your future, whatever that problem is, whatever that pain is. You're probably thinking about it right now. God's saying he wants, to, wants you to weigh that against what you have in Jesus. He wants you to weigh this, this, this affliction that is facing you right now in such a way to know that it's much lighter, I, I, and I'm not making light of it, but it's much lighter than what we think when, here's the key, when we compare it to what we have for eternity. That's what he wants us to see. And that's what he wants us to recognize. Is to know when we see what we're facing, look always at what is happening in your spiritual life. Because to know if you can gauge what is happening as far as hope that you have in Jesus, your life can take on a whole new meaning. In other words, when you face whatever adversity is and you get that phone call or you're in that situation, if you could pull back and recognize who you are. You're a child of God. You're a believer. God is never going to leave you, and he's never going to forsake you. And when you go through whatever you're going through today, know that it's no surprise to him. For some reason, You'll never understand it till you get to heaven. But for some reason, God is saying, I want you to know and I want you to weigh. Every time a problem happens, I want you to think about me, meaning Jesus, and about eternity. And if we're willing to do that, God is saying, hey, your life can take on a whole new meaning. I'm always amazed. It used to be USA Today paper. Now you can now you can read that all the time. Now it used, now it's always what do you see Google or what do you see online? And it always has. It used to have in the money section USA Today paper, but you can see it on YouTube and everything else now. That it'll have people in there, and they're they're doing everything they can so they can completely retire when they're you know however they do this when they're 45 they're going to retire and they're eating their peanut butter sandwiches and all these things that they're doing they're not going out any not I, I, I just don't think we're supposed to enjoy life that way because that person has no guarantee that this life would, which is a vapor has no guarantee that they're going to live past their 45th birthday and I know, you know, and, and oh man, if we can just get there, then everything's fine. And I'm going to have this blissful life from now on. I can travel and do all these things. I can't tell you how many times when I was working different jobs and we were living in Florida, how many times 
those jobs or other people I talked to on different job sites that were older guys, and we would start a conversation. Well, I, you know, I came down here to Florida to retire. Man, I love golfing and fishing. You know, but man, after about six months of that, I had to start doing something again. Man, isn't that isn't that what isn't that amazing? It, it, it always amazes how the devil makes us look at life. We look at this person over here. Oh, we would love to be in their situation, right? Well, they're no different than you or me. Their life is fading. Their life has problems just the same as we do. Why not let us recognize who we are in Jesus, an amazing child of God. If the Lord has blessed you and you're able to have children, and when you, you're always scared when you have that second child sometimes because you don't know if you can love them as much as the first child. And then all of a sudden you see how that changes the second that they're born. That's who you are to Jesus. That, that's who we are to God. You are so loved and, and he wants to do so much for you and for me is if we are willing to recognize who we are in him, we're going to be relieved. In other words, what, another definition of relief is to mean to ease. The situation is not going to go away that you're facing. God is going to ease the pain. What's one of the greatest pains that we face in this life, if we're honest with ourselves? It's someone that has hurt us. That's pain. That's spiritual pain. That person has either hurt you or you might even be angry towards God for something that's happened. But if we're willing, as God says, be tenderhearted and forgiving one another, as Christ has forgiven you. Life takes on a different meaning. In other words, and I'm always careful when I say this because people will have this question every time I bring this up. Well, Dallas, you don't know what's happening. You know what? I don't. I don't know what's happening. But I know this. If you're willing to forgive, I know that there's no chance of bitterness getting in your life. And I'm not saying you've got to be around that person ever again. And how many times have I spoke over the years to a lot of people and people come up to me many times after the service say, Dallas, I, I, you know, my dad was so horrible to our family, meaning whoever this person was talking. He said, how, how do I forgive? He's not even here anymore. I said, well, that's not the case. I said, all you have to do is just ask the Lord right now. Lord, will you take this bitterness from my heart? And he will. And the reason why I share that with you with this message is so to, that you that part of the relieving of what you're going through, recognize there's some, there, if we're honest, there's some anger there. There's anger. There might be some anger there when you lose a loved one. There might be some anger there when you lose this job that you've had for 20 years. But to know that God is saying, recognize, recognize to know that who you are in Jesus and and when we do and we go through, man, this life, it goes so fast. It's not worth staying or getting bitter. As to know is when we read this passage and whatever it is that it clicks, don't look at the things that you're facing. God says, look at the things that are unseen. And God's telling us what we can't really see and the spiritual world is to know that there's this unbelievable place called heaven. 
a place that God always tells us that it's made without human hands. In other words, it's made so it'll last for eternity. That's what we're looking forward to. And, and if this is true, which it is, one of the ways that you can recognize and be relieved of that pain is to know, man, in a second or in five minutes, we're going to be in heaven. That's one of the ways that we get through this. That's one of the ways that we have joy. When you're right in that zone to where you wish that there was a breakthrough and you couldn't understand why you're still going through what you're going through, God is saying, recognize, first of all, that we're flying through this. And as we're going through this, he says, look, focus on right now and today the joy that the Lord has for your life. And when we recognize and we see what is happening, that pain that you have or whatever life has hurt you will be pulled out. And to know as it says that when you're willing to look at what is unseen, what happens? And we'll close with this in just a couple minutes. What happens when you look at the things that are unseen? You always have hope. Jesus says, hey, it's great for you guys that are with me and everything that's going on when he walked this earth. But he says, the real faith and the real ones that are really strong in their faith are the ones that believe in me who's never seen me. What he's saying is, we're having and living by faith. The just shall live by faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. Whatever you've experienced, whatever it is that you're going through, that pain, know that if you look at it spiritually, the pain will be taken away if you're willing spiritually to trust Jesus right in the situation that you're in today. And one of the ways that we do that is to know, man, this is going fast. And you know what we have today? Look at Titus chapter 2 and verse 13. What do, what do we have today in this crazy world that we're living in? Titus chapter 2 and verse 13. That word looking actually means to live. Living in such a way in Titus 2.13. Looking or living for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Christ. So God in his word is compounding this. He's not only saying that you and I have hope, there's a blessing in the hope that we have. The blessing is that we know whatever we face, whatever we're going through, whatever we see in the news, we know God has his angels watching over us. We know God has a plan for those that, that love him. He has not only a plan, but you might think, well, I, I don't know. After what's happened to you, whatever it is, it's over. I don't, I don't want to do this anymore, right? Some of you have been there. I, I just, I don't know why this, I don't want to do this anymore. But when God is saying he gives us a future in Jeremiah, a future and a hope tied together. There's a future and a hope for your life. No matter what pain that you face, we turn around and we give it to God. And when we give it to God, he takes that pain and he changes it and he gives us victory. And we have turned that pain from hurting 
and to joy. He can't hardly believe it maybe right now, but he turns that pain into joy. How? Because you're looking, knowing at any point in time, Jesus could come back. And we're in heaven forever. But while we're here, God has something for us to do. I was so reminded of it yesterday. I don't know if you saw this on the news. That, you know, the Bible says in God's word in Matthew 24 that some of the signs that we'll know before the Lord comes back that it says that the Bible, we quote a lot, that love will grow cold in the end times, right? We know that. But it says love will grow cold and it combines because of the lawlessness that has taken place. Why is there so much lawlessness right now? Because everybody has taken this out, put it on the shelf, and they rely on their own self on that they want to do and create their own law. When, they do, when we do that as a society, that's what's called lawlessness. Everybody does what's right in their own eyes. My point yesterday, driving by Summit Mall, I look over, there's all kinds of police cars. Drive in, what's going on? There's a sign on, the, on, the, on Summit Mall, on all the doors, active shooter. I don't know if you saw that in the news yesterday. Active shooter in Summit Mall. Now you can see the whatever the following was today. Brent looked it up earlier when we were in the back a little bit ago. And, and I, someone had a gun. We don't know what happened. Da, da, da. There was a conflict. I, I don't know all the details. I just know, as I pulled in and all the police cars and the signs on the doors, active shooter. Not in Los Angeles. Not in Miami. Not in New York City. Right here where we live. See, not until something hits home does it really catch us? Really makes us stop and say, man, what is going on? What's going on that we're, we're living in a time of lawlessness? And as we live in that time and we know what's happening, I want to remind you today, you don't have to be afraid. God has not given you or me the spirit of fear. Think about that. That spirit of fear is of the devil. A spirit of fear. It's not the Lord, but of love and a power and a sound mind. In other words, you can look through all the suffering and the pain and you can see and you can see with a sound mind what's happening. And God gives you peace because of that. I don't know what's going to happen next week. But I know this, as a believer, we need to recognize who we are and to know we have a house not made with hands in heaven. And, and the Lord's, they're waiting for us with all our loved ones. I mean, it's going to happen much sooner than what we think. And to know that as we recognize that, whatever pain that you're going through, if I can tell you, if you can hold on to for just another five minutes. You can hold on just another hour. Man, you, you're going to make it. And if you tell and we look at it that way, we can make it. And that's a truth. We are just flying through this to know that God is going to take whatever it is that you're going through. He's going to give you peace. He's going to give you an underlying joy. And he has a purpose. Remember what... what Joseph and all the years he struggled and suffered underneath the, uh, the hands because of his own brother's jealousy and they threw him into slavery in Egypt. 
And then all of a sudden he gets over a period of years because of what? Because God saw favor in his life. Everybody else did. Know that the people around you, whether you sometimes recognize that, there's a favor on your life even through the midst of suffering that you're going through. And to know because of that, other people see that and you're promoted in this life and there's a blessing involved with that. God says this, and we'll close in just a minute, that what the devil, Joseph told his brothers at the end of all this and known after 12, 13 years of suffering, he looked at his brothers and, and they're the ones that ultimately, because of jealousy and hatred of their own brother, he ended up down there, but God used it for good. Know that the purpose of what has happened in your life, the devil has tried to do whatever he's trying to do to you to destroy whatever you have around And know that, no, wait a minute. If we can hold on, God's going to take that. He's going to use it for his glory. And you're going to be amazed at the blessing that you'll receive because of it. And oh, man, if I can just hold on. Hold on. You know, to... That in just a few moments, we're going to be in heaven. That's all I do. All I try to do, I'm not some great theologian and I struggled all the way through. I, I'm, I'm just a person who researches the Bible and tries to throw it out to you and you catch something through, through this. You know, and it just brought back to home to me just the last couple of weeks with, with my brother going to heaven. And, and, you know, he was just, again, just here four weeks ago. And, you know, so many different things going through. But one of the things I shared with you a couple of weeks ago, which I always remember what he said or not when he looked at me when I, one of the last nonverbal communications and, that I shared that a couple of weeks ago. I'm not going to go back over that again, but it was so personal to me. And... Um, but I did want to share this with you that one of the greatest things that I always hold uh, that his, his physical life, which you saw, was so deteriorated in just a matter of weeks. And we're in the ICU, his body completely deteriorated. And that was the last time I was going to see my brother on this earth. And I was there with my kids, and I said, hey. And I knew in this situation many, many times that it was getting close. I said, hey, let's let the boys be with my, my three nephews. I said, let's let the boys be with their dad for those last moments on, on this life. You know, and I was pretty broken up. And I walked out of the ICU, and I was walking out. I turned around, and the curtain was back in the bed where Chuck was. And all three of his boys were around that bed saying just a temporary goodbye to their dad. And it was such a memory that I will have ingrained in my life as to know, man, even when we go or starting to go out of this life, God tells us through our loved ones, and what we've done in this life. We rest from our labors, but our rewards and our works follow them. And I thought, what a picture. These young men that have grown up to find young Christian men 
I was so afraid every night I would leave that hospital. And I always prayed in the middle of the night because I'd be down there late and the nurses knew me and so forth. So I was able to be able to go in there late at night. And I would leave there and I would just say, Lord, I, I just don't want my brother to just go out of this life alone. I don't want him to be by himself when he passes away. And the Lord gave that to me. And we were there. And more importantly to me, his boys were there with him. I walked out thinking that our life is so temporal. It is such a vapor. And as we walked down, I told my kids as we were walking out of General Hospital, I said, I want you to look over this parking lot. I said, they said, well, what's that, Dad? And we were at General. I said, I want you to look over at this vacant parking lot. I said, well, there's just a parking lot. I said, yeah. I said, I'll show you how, how fast time goes. And it was some... I don't know, 60 years, I, I, yeah, it was uh, 50, 50 years ago. 50 years ago that I stood in that parking lot with Chuck, my brother, and my dad, and we were getting ready to walk into General Hospital on a Saturday night for the doctors to tell us that my grandfather had gone home to be with the Lord. I said, right, it was right over there. It was 50 years ago. It was like that. And that, my dad, my brother, and me were all right there. And what happened? I can't grasp the time, but I can hold on to Jesus and to know without a doubt that whatever you face in this life and whatever I face, when we put Jesus in the mix, it changes everything. As hard as it was to leave that ICU room, I knew a lot of that pain was taken from me because I knew and I recognized who I am in Jesus. And secondly, the relief that I had was just to know that I'm going to see him again someday. And, and the re relief that all of you have, whatever you're going through, <clears throat> know that the devil does it just to destroy you. But to, to recognize today is to know that, there, that God takes it. It's a, it's a miracle, actually. God can take the hurt <clears throat> and the bitterness and the, and the not understanding. And if we're willing to be open and let him work in that situation, he changes that hurt. And that thing that looks so dark and turns around and blesses you through it and with it and on the other side of it and then when you get to heaven and you just got about five minutes just about five minutes so so my point is this which I share with you so many times I get so frustrated with so many preachers I hear oh man I can't wait for the Lord to come back can't wait for the Lord to come back yeah okay that's right I can't either it's gonna be great well, what about the thousands and thousands of people that are getting accepting Christ every day? The Lord is not slack concerning his promise. He's coming back. But the reason that he's waiting, so all of your network, all the people that you know and that I know, that we can touch and be a part of in their life, that we can take what we've been through. And look at them and say, well, yeah, I don't understand it either. But I know without a doubt I'm going to see them again. 
And we can in turn be a witness and reach those people for heaven forever and ever and ever. Man, we're, we're, go- we're getting there fast. It's going fast. I just want you to, to not, not so much waste a day, but I want you to know that God has a purpose of what's happening in your life. And to know that when you and I recognize the situation and then throw Jesus in it, it takes a whole new look. And if we're willing to stay tender, tender-hearted, if we're willing to stay tender and not get bitter, whatever it is or whatever's happened, God's going to relieve whatever pain it is in your life because you're focused looking, living for the blessed hope and the glorious appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. All I'm here to do today is I, all I'm here to do is just remind you and remind myself for another week, just for another week, that we're here. And we're here for a reason. And God's taken whatever you've been through. He's going to use it for his glory. You're going to see your loved ones again someday. And man, as you live this life, you can live it with purpose and joy. And you can look back. And I hope I can say the same thing as my brother did when all those boys around his bed. And that's the last picture on this earth that I will have of him. I hope I can say the same thing about my life. Man, that's all we want. Because we're going to be with our families and for our loved ones forever and ever and ever. Our light, our affliction, our hurt, when we look at it from the perspective of heaven, is light. There's no weight to it. But when we look at heaven, there's an unbelievable weight. It's an eternal weight of glory. You can't compare what we've been through to eternity in heaven with Jesus. That's all he's saying in those verses. When you go through this life, see Jesus, see him, and see eternity. And life takes on a whole new meaning. And you know what he does in the process? Every day in your life, you get stronger and stronger and stronger. Until he comes back. He takes us home. As I prayed over my brother for the last time, and we were all upset, I said, Lord, this is not easy, but, but I know my brother right now, and his spirit is stronger than he's ever been in his life even though his outward body was totally faded away. Man, that's who Jesus is. That's who we serve. That's who we look forward to being in with heaven forever and ever and ever. Let's pray. You know, as our heads are bowed, you know, life isn't fair. We all know that. But I know this, with Jesus with you, there, there is a battle that will never, ever be lost in your life as a believer. You might think, you might think it's over. You might think, what's going to happen? How do I keep going? I don't have the strength. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. And your life and my life as a believer, man, it's 
amazing what God tells us. Believe, believe his word and the truth of it that you get stronger every day. Every day till the Lord takes us home. Maybe you're here watching, or I don't know, I hear so many people all, all through the week that, that, that are watching, that are listening, and, and I know that because of that, there's people that need Jesus, and you say, man, I, Dallas, I would love to have that. What do, doesn't matter who you are, doesn't matter what you've done, no matter what you're facing, Jesus just is willing to accept you into his family forever and all you have to do is believe all you have to do is believe that he's God's son which he is and that he died on the cross for you and for me and if you want to pray that prayer as you're watching listen I just, Jesus just I don't understand anything as I come before you but what Dallas said today Lord I I, I want you in my life I can't do this on my own. And more than that, I, I want to know that I'm going to heaven and not to hell. So Jesus, right now, I believe that you're God's son. You came and lived a perfect life for me. And I ask you right now, Jesus, to forgive me for all of my sins and your blood that you shed on the cross of Calvary was for me, your perfect blood. And right now I ask you, Jesus, to come into my heart to forgive me, Jesus, for all of my sins. Thank you for saving me. And from this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. Father, we thank you we thank you for those that accepted you as their Savior, that's watching, listening. And now, as Ben leads us in a closing verse, if there's someone here that doesn't know you as, as their Savior, Jesus, may they come forward. I can pray that same prayer with them right now, right here at this place. If there's someone here, may they not, may a friend bring a friend, may someone come forward that doesn't know you, and we will always, always, always give what is called this invitation, this opportunity. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, has spoke to you today through his word. You know, no matter what you go through, no matter what you face in life, I want you to know that through the one, Jesus Christ, through his death on the cross of Calvary, he shed his perfect blood for you and for me. And if you pray right now and ask Jesus into your heart, the message that you heard today, why God is speaking to you, I want you to know that you can have hope. And all you have to do is pray with me right now. Don't try and figure it out. The Lord says by faith, we accept Jesus as our Savior, and you'll have hope for eternity. You say, Dallas, will you help me? What do I have to do? Well, let me share with you a verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. If you're willing to believe that God sent his son to die on a cross for you, just pray this prayer with me right now. And you can have heaven as your home. Jesus will forgive you for anything you've done in this life. 
and you can have hope from this day forward. Pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, forgive me a sinner. I believe that you're God's son and you came and lived a perfect life and you died on the cross and you shed your perfect blood for all of my sin. And right now, Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart to forgive me for all of my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And from this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. In Jesus' name. If you've prayed that prayer, we want to hear from you. Contact us through our website, City Church AC. Or you can get at our church app through any of the um, streaming services. And we want you to know that we'll contact you. And from this day forward, no matter what you face, you'll always have hope knowing that Jesus is your Savior and he'll come through in your life. Thank you for being with us today.